Welcome to another episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast. I'm really excited to be chatting to Brooke today from Brooke Be Well. Um, how are you, Brooke? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Haley. Thank you so much for having me on here. No worries at all. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're based and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm based in or just outside Wagga Wagga in our family property. And um, born and bred country girl, I've always had a love for the country and um, I have lived away. I lived away and did um, my university and boarding school and all of that in the city. Um, but yeah, country is where my heart is and I'm really passionate about um, entrepreneurship and being able to um, the whole concept about around globalization. So being able to have you know, a a local business, but um, reach people globally around the world and and make a difference. And so, yeah, that's sort of how um, I came around to creating uh, my business or businesses. I've got um, Be Well, which is my uh, more one-on-one wellness brand where I do like one-on-one consulting and my programs. And then I've got um, a retreats business, which is health and wellness retreats, uh, Solco retreats. And um, yeah, so I've yeah I've been running them for about um, or nearly six years wow. uh, now, and I originally like Be Well is obviously yoga based, so I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, um, and I've also got um, my diploma in nutrition, and I've just recently been studying um, yoga psychology, so. I've um, been practicing yoga myself for about 11 years. Um, I just love yoga so, so much and the benefits that it has. And um, yeah, so that's sort of a little bit about my businesses. I do quite a bit. Um, I also do a bit of Reiki energy medicine as well. So it's really holistic well-being that I work on. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what really got you into this industry? Did you go through any health struggles yourself or did you just have a passion for it? Yeah, it sort of a mix of both. Um, I actually grew up sort of having people around me struggle with a lot of health issues. Um, And I think this is probably why this podcast is so fitting. So I'll start with my dad. Um, My dad has suffered a lot of chronic health issues um, in particular from uh, being a farmer and so like a lot of and he sort of had to go down the path of looking at more eastern medicine um, working with naturopaths and and people like that um, because in our modern medical system like they could never find out what was causing him all the pain that he was um, suffering yeah and uh, the Eastern system um, actually pinned it back down to parasites in his gut um, and they led it back through to a lot of the um, farming practices that, you know, were traditionally used that my dad used when he was a young fella, um, like treating liver fluke and foot bathing sheep, um, all of the chemicals and the stuff that they used to put in foot baths. Um, actually led to him having a lot of the chronic health issues that he has to this day. And um, so he had to go through, you know, using herbs and all of those things to really cleanse out his blood and his system to get him back to um, a normal state. And 
who he is today, like he's just so much better than what he was. And, you know, I'm just thankful for um, the Eastern medical system and being able to do that because, you know, he went to doctors for years and they would just subscribe like painkillers, mm-hmm. you know, and he'd be on, he'd be t- using like a packet of Panadol a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I think it just comes back to showing like getting to the root cause. Like I've got goosebumps right now because um, I talk a lot about tank water and the health issues that come with tank water and parasites and all those kind of things from living in a rural area. But I think we've always known that you've, you know, you just go to the doctor, you just go to the doctor, but there's different ways to do things. And it definitely comes from a collaborative approach as well. Like I believe doctors have their time and place, but it's not to say that they're the only answer and diet, nutrition and herbs and, you know, even psychology and all those sort of things have their role to play as well. And I love to, I love that story. Mm, Absolutely. And like, I've got goosebumps too. (laughs) It's, um, and like, additionally to that, like I've had, um, you know, the, where the yoga psychology comes in, like I've had my sister go through her mental health battles. Um, I sort of grew up around that. And then also my brother and I was sort of, um, you know, not playing victim or anything, but in the middle of that, you know, and seeing them go through all of that. And I've just wanted to find or not find, but you know, help people manage that and share this story with others so that they're not, you know, constantly figuring out, you know, what's going on, like, or no one can help me, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people can go and see a lot of professionals and there's no real, yeah, as you said, finding that root cause. Yeah. And I think um, it comes back to people being relatable as well, I think, like, um, especially those in rural and remote areas, they all often, you know, go to a major town to see a doctor or see someone there, but they don't understand what it's like living in a rural area. And and I found that like, even personally, like with business coaches and stuff, it's like, you don't really understand what a farm's like and how you run a farm. And (laughs) I can't just, you know, do this because, you know, at, at any moment things need to be dropped and you've got to run and, you know, do something on the farm and things like that. Like, so I think it comes down to people being relatable and really um, down to earth and understanding these people and, and under, understanding your customers um, and clients as much as you can mm. so that they can be like feel comfortable and feel supported. Because one of the biggest things with my business is um, I want clients to be able to feel supported, connected and empowered. And it comes down mm-hmm. to the fact that I don't want them to come and see me for one appointment and then catch up with us a month later but in the month that they haven't seen me you know they've had major stress go on or they're struggling with their diet I don't want them to have to wait a month to for them to reach out to me like I'm always here to provide tips and tricks along the way and support them um, throughout that you know it doesn't have to be in that appointment setting so I always and I think it's just retraining us to know that it's Mm -hmm. okay to ask for help because in the past you go to your doctor, you get your help, and then there's nothing in between. Where I don't think that's the case. I, I think that we need that in between support to be able to, um, you know, feel supported and connected in rural areas and have good health, health outcomes. Absolutely, and that's just why I love like digital, the digital world, and yeah. how it's growing. Um, and like you know, like I wouldn't have known of you without that either. So. <laughs> 
you know, as practitioners, it's, it's um, yeah, just tightening that community and it's so needed in regional areas. So, And, and that's what the Absolutely. podcast is all about. I think like it's all about um, meeting other awesome prakis in the um, rural health area and so people can build that rapport with them get to know them and then they can ask for help if they're in that the need or they can then say to a friend oh I, I listened to this great podcast the other day and you know I think you'd benefit from this practitioner like I think there's so many awesome people doing awesome things in rural areas but it, they just aren't found or it's really hard to find them. So yeah, I think that's a, a big part of this podcast is introducing um, them to the wider community. And yeah, so I really have appreciated the, you know, our first two questions, we've got into so much depth and um, I'm loving it already. So I can't wait to see where we continue to have this discussion um, for the rest of the podcast. But I guess that that's kind of those reasons is what let you led you to creating um, Be Well. But um, what sort of services do you offer? And obviously you've mentioned a little bit about the retreat, so I'd love to hear more about that as well. But how can mm-hmm. people work with you? Why did you create Be Well? Yeah. So I wanted to um, sort of, I guess, look at, well-being as like a holistic concept but not just about you know what we eat um and you know not just yeah not just about food and exercise you know but looking at it as a little bit more holistic and I've been inspired from many of my mentors um to create to create that and and to really sort of promote that and looking at well-being as you know well it's your mindset it's, um, you know, the things that contribute to your well-being, uh, your financial well-being, you know, your relationships, um, your career, all of those different things. And my motto here is consciously live a life that you love every single day. And I'm a real believer in, you know, waking up with intention uh, and living an inspired life. And so that's sort of what Be Well is all about. It's helping people live an inspired life. Um, and what I offer here is I offer like work with one-on-one individuals, one-on-one. So doing one-on-one coaching sessions, keeping in mind the holistic principles of wellness. So not just, you know, the mindset, the nutrition, the um, mental health, emotional health, financial well-being, all of those different concepts Um, one-on-one. And then I have different group um, workshops that I run occasionally. I do a little bit of one-on-one yoga sessions but not so much Um, I do a few group classes in Wagga so I have got a rural class which is with um, the community out here in Wannabadgeri and that's a beautiful group like they've been with me from day dot like so so loyal Um, and it's an older group of women like around the 50 year old age group Um, and I just love it you know it's so down to earth it's fun we have a chat and and they get to see each other each week some of them come and they get their hair cut because one one of the ladies is a hairdresser and I just love that group because it's just so rural and and authentic Uh, and then I've got um, a couple of classes in town with the women's health center so working with women who have gone through um, trauma domestic violence so a lot of my work is like so diverse working with lots of different women but at the, the root of it is, you know, just inspiring people to live, come back to their essence, come back to their truth and, um, and shine their light. 
Yeah. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it's through the yoga that I do that. I also offer Reiki. I offer Reiki trainings. So for women who are wanting to, um, you know, they're feeling not aligned to their normal day job, maybe they want to, uh, maybe they're living rurally and they want to offer something a little bit different in their community, like a like energy medicine, Reiki, uh, which is a natural healing technique. Um, it's really good to accompany with massage. And so I've got trainings that I do with that to certify people. Um, and yeah, and then, then the retreats. So I used to run uh, wellness retreats in Bali prior to lockdown um, and COVID. And I'm just starting to sort of create a bit of a strategy around that um, to get them going in Australia now. So uh, I've just got to still work on that a little bit. But um, yeah, that's sort of where it's at at the moment. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so let's, we've mentioned a little bit about yoga psychology, but mm -hmm. I'm sure there's so much more to it. And I think a bit of a new terminology for me. So can you tell mm. our listeners a little bit more about yoga psychology what it, and what it is? Yeah. So, um, I was incredibly fortunate to come across an amazing teacher. Her name's Ashley Turner. She's based in LA and um, she basically created um, the concept around yoga psychology. So she's a licensed psychotherapist and she's been a meditation teacher for um, so many years. Anyway, she has found, you know, with a lot of her clients that she's seen um, a lot of, again, you know, not putting down our um, Western medicine or anything like that, um, but Traditional psychologists bring people just, you know, back to balance. Um, but, you know, kind of what you were sort of saying, that support in between and outside of those appointments um, is sort of lacking. And so yoga psychology is really about helping people um, elevate just from, you know, getting back into balance, you know, feeling good, you know, but how, how do they... Um, sort of take their life to the next level like how do they feel empowered how do they when they get home what do they do you know and so with yoga psychology it's all about um, I don't know if you know much about like the yoga philosophy but in our yoga philosophy there's just so many um, tools and practices that really just make you think um, outside of the box a little bit and inspire you to um, you know live more fulfilled and aligned and and everything like that and uh, so yeah yoga psychology is about taking your yoga from the mat off the mat and um, being trained in it it helps me more like coach people um, in that way in that way wow that's fantastic. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely for sure um so and <laughs> What, how are you offering that now? Like, is it, are you still learning about it and, and still like doing some training or have you started to offer some yoga psychology? Yeah, no, I've started offering it. So I, um, this week I've got my final um, group call with our group because there's like 200 people doing this training worldwide. Um, and so we're in our mental groups. And that's the other thing about it is it has just, you know, introduced us to so many people worldwide um other yoga teachers that's what I've loved about it and, and yoga 
as um, a practice. But yeah, I've been um, practicing. I created a program uh, which is Embodiment of Your Chakras. And that's a, um, a program that... I've had, you know, it didn't just get created from during my training, but I've had this idea for many, many years um, around linking what I've learned in my Reiki and what I do in the Reiki practices and sort of linking that back to the yoga. And so embodiment of your chakras is all about um, overcoming your shadow emotions. So basically Carl Jung is a Swiss psychologist who um, created the concept around the shadow. And essentially the shadow is something that, you know, if we turn, we can see our shadow on the wall or on the ground, um, but it's always kind of hiding from us. And essentially our shadow is those aspects of ourselves that we deem as, you know, unsavory. And um, they can really tend to hide us back. You know, it could be your inner critic. It could be, um, you know, a sense of lacking confidence or a fear of something. And what happens is in each of our chakras, there's actually a a related shadow emotion. And some of those are, you know, shame, um, which really can hinder our levels of confidence. There's grief, um, there's guilt, you know, inability to really speak up and express emotions and all of those different things. And this was something that I never really explored until doing yoga psychology. And so yoga psychology has really helped me help other people overcome their shadows to really shine light on their shadows and start living as their most empowered, purposeful and happy self. Yeah, that's so good. Like loving all of this. And that brings (laughs) me to talk more about the chakra systems and I'm sure many people don't know too much about it and as probably from a rural background too, not so open to these sort of things. Um, what, like, just like a bit more of a basic understanding of like the chakra system and why it's important. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and like when I first started exploring the chakra system, I was one of those people where I was like, "What a chakra? Like, I can't <laughs> see it." And so, therefore, I don't really believe it. Yeah. You know? But um, then I started exploring it a little bit more. And the easiest way that I can share it with my clients who tend to struggle with that mindset as well is I think of, you know, think of a body system. So our endocrine system and our endocrine system is our governs all of our hormones, Um, all of the glands in the body, think our adrenal glands um, and each adren- or each gland, each uh, gland of the whole endocrine system is actually where our chakra rests. Um, and the chakra is actually another term for wheel or wheel of life. And so essentially the chakras are just a framework to help you understand um, what's happening within your body and um, understand a little bit about why that's happening, even like on emotional level. And then it helps us relate that back to our different stages of life, developmental stages from right when you're in the womb um, to, you know, where you are now. And so, for example, if we think of our, our root chakra, our root chakra is at the base of the spine. It's all got to do physically with our legs um, and our lower back. And um, it's, 
like it's the foundation I like to say to people it's like the roots roots of a tree um that tree it's a it's a living thing you know it needs food water all of those basic things to survive just like us our body and so that's what creates a balanced root chakra that is those basic needs additionally to that is as a human some of our basic needs and something that is coming up more than ever since COVID is our need for connection, connection with other people. And so these are some of the things that um, we start to actually build up our ability when we're uh, in the womb. So we're in the womb, we've got that connection with our mother. And then when we come out of the womb, when we go through birth, um, we literally, we can't survive on our own we need our mother to feed us and give us all of those things to help us start to grow and then up until about 12 months of age we go through this stage of starting to interact and so we're starting to communicate and so what happens here is we relate that into the chakra system and as you move up the chakra system you go from the root chakra to the sacral chakra. Our sacral chakra is our ability to start to express. So um, that's, you know, from 12 months of age to about, I think it's two years maybe, um, where we're starting to talk, our speech starts to develop and all those different things. Yet sometimes there's different circumstances or events throughout those years of life that can um, impair or influence our ability even sometimes traumas can happen there could be birth traumas or things like that speech traumas and you know later on in life that can have a big impact on an individual and so I've noticed like through my own journey especially through this training in particular looking at the chakras is um my own different shadows and I've sort of thought you know well why do I find it hard to um express at this time of my like life or even in my teaching practices you know why am I doubting myself and so when working with Ashley she's been able to take me back to different childhood events um that have essentially shaped me to be like that as a person mm-hmm. And I hope I haven't lost you here. No, no. <laughs> and um, that's really helped me understand and empower myself. You know, it hasn't deflated me, but it's actually rather than me looking and questioning and, and all of that, it's helped me understand me better. And going back, uh, working with clients, when we work with the chakra system, we're also able to sort of go back again to that root and say, you know, if someone's feeling a little bit out of balance or out of whack, then the chakras are this amazing framework that help us understand where are they feeling a little bit out of whack? Yeah. What hormones they relate to the endocrine system um, and emotionally, physically, how can we work with that? Like feeling if someone's feeling extremely stressed, um, you know, that could be all sorts of different things, but, I automatically go straight back to the root chakra, you know, getting them grounded um, and making sure their basic needs are are there, you know, eating a balanced diet, all those sorts of things. So, yeah. I think sometimes I think about it as like, you know, everything seems fine and you're doing all the right things, but sometimes you don't feel fine and 
you know, you may have gone to the doctor and they've said everything's fine, but sometimes there's like an emotional block or energetic block that's allowing you, it's allowing you not to feel the way that you think you should be feeling. And sometimes that can be, you know, your chakras or there's some sort of block in there. So I do definitely think that that energy mm. work is, is so important um, for, and I, I think for improving my patients' out, outcomes as well. Um, like, you know, working together in that collaborative space of the energetic side of things as well and the spiritual and emotional side of things as well as the physical. Yeah, absolutely. And I, d- I forgot to touch upon there, like, where the chakras um, intersect with your endocrine glands is via energetically via the pathways of the um, like meridians. Yeah. And so like the meridians are in our Chinese medicine. Um, and it's interesting because there's actually a really cool diagram that I've got in my program that actually shows you where the meridians intersect um, through each chakra and where they intersect is actually at each um, endocrine gland in the body. And so it's just like it makes complete sense to me, you know, for anyone who has that doubt. Yeah, yeah, just so, so awesome. I could talk about that all day. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, like, I just feel like this is all fantastic and I love it. But how do you feel like being in a rural community and doing what you do because I feel like I feel it sometimes being a naturopath that people think that I'm a little bit of a hippie or a witch doctor or whatever, and I'm totally not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh-huh. how do you like, like, how does that, like, how do you think that the rural community accepts you and things like that? Yeah, I know half the time how open they are kind of to this thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I've definitely had my struggles with it. Uh, and that's why I have a lot of um, mentors and yeah. supports outside of just rural, you know, and outside of Australia. For sure. Um, look, I, I tend to stay in my own lane. Like I think I'm a firm believer in you will attract the people that are meant to be like out my clients. Um and like even like you, practitioners that are like-minded and 100% are in your sort of same sort of field of field, frame, frame of mind. Um, but, yeah, I think like, for example, I didn't grow up in a family where my mom was into any of this. My dad, absolutely not. You know, like both my sister and I, we are now in the natural health and healing space and spiritual space. And, you know, both my parents aren't. And it's been our biggest challenge is to share with them what we do, why we do it and how we do it. Um, But if anything, it's been a good challenge because it's really helped me master the craft, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, anytime that I come upon someone who challenges, you know, what I do, I see it as an opportunity and it kind of excites me. (laughs) Sure. Um, yeah, and the I only think, the only, yeah, keep, sorry, keep going. No, you, no, you go. Yeah, and um, the only thing I found is I, I love going away, and like the variety of caf- cafes and um, different studios and and all of that. The community communities, wellness communities, it's just sort of everywhere. Whereas in regional, you don't really have that hub. 
or anything like that, I found. Um, so that's probably the only struggle today um, that I've found. But I'm a firm believer in that you attract yeah. who's meant for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think like the bit of advice that's going to be so beneficial for so many listeners that you've said, and whether they're business owners or not, is staying in your own lane. Like if you are seriously passionate about green smoothies or if you're seriously passionate about like something really obscure or exercising a certain way don't let other people's judgment um alter how you feel or like change your direction if you are seriously Mm. passionate about it if things make you feel good if you are so in line with what you're doing when you're doing that then keep doing it and just stay in your own lane because you're going to feel so much better for it and when you're so focused on on a goal or staying in your lane I feel that all those other things the judgment and stuff just disappears yeah absolutely there's just so much room for everybody I think and yeah 100% what you've just said um yeah so um, what's one of the biggest challenges that people face in rural communities, do you think, when it comes to holistic health and wellbeing? I think kind of what I was just touching on, like access to yeah, all of those, um, you know, cafes, studios, um, hubs and all those sorts of things. Um, sense of community, I think. I feel like for some reason, like all the stories that I get told about my parents growing up there was all of these cool little community gatherings yeah and like, like we old balls see. and stuff like the town used to have yeah. like all and like yeah I know it's so weird like I I definitely think in Victoria like unless you're part of like a football club or whatever it's like there's yeah. none of that social aspect as a community anymore no there isn't like there's BNSs but that's certainly not my cup of tea and <laughs> um I just feel like, and that's sort of where I'm sort of at the moment um, getting a bit creative and venturing into my retreats business is, you know, thinking, well, how can we create that again? Um, But in a way that's especially like for women where they feel supported and it doesn't just involve alcohol all the time. Um, But, yeah, I think gatherings, like it's just extremely not yeah it's hard like it's not anything that we really have anymore so I think that's something that we really lack in um regional Oz yeah I think you've probably hit the nail on the head is hobbies and gatherings without like alcohol because I feel that now you go out for dinner or you catch up with your neighbors for dinner or whatever it might be but always alcohol is involved or you'll duck over there for a couple of drinks after work like I reckon it's so it's such a big part of rural life is drinking and you know, I know that that's not the same for everyone. And, you know, there are, it's, I think it's just the majority and I'm definitely stereotyping here, but I struggle too. Like I don't drink very often. Um, but like, I feel like I'm judged if I don't have a drink sometimes as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think you can nail on the head that the drinking culture is huge and, and that it is involved in a lot of gatherings that we have as rural communities. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And yeah it's just I think but I've also noticed there's quite a few people who 
tend to, you know, they're happy if they're not drinking. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've noticed that. Yeah. Um, I will say. It's definitely changing, but I I don't think it's happening quick enough. Mm, Yeah. Um, So the Rural Naturopath is all about sustainable, healthy changes that can be long-term things. So no fad diets, you know, like really sustainable lifestyle changes to maintain a really healthy and well-balanced life. Mm-hmm. What are your tips for creating and maintaining a healthy, sustainable change in your life? Mm-hmm. I'm all about uh, like daily ritual. Yeah. And, you know, this is not some sort of witchy thing at all. It's the same as, you know, I've grown up seeing my mum and dad, they wake up in the morning, they go out to the kitchen and they make their coffee. <laughs> It's the same sort of thing. Um, just it's about create or figuring out what do you need? What are your non-negotiables every single day um, that just make you feel whole, healthy and happy? Yes. And so some of those things, you know, could be um, meditation or breath work. Uh, and in my program, I really help people create their own daily ritual and teach them how to do those different practices, breath work, meditation and yoga in a way that's not going to take up an hour of their day, um, just really simple and effective. And, uh, yeah, just I think a, a daily ritual is something that you can do also with your kids, as with your whole family. And, you know, as I said, it's just like just having a cup of coffee. It's not some sort of um, witchy thing at all, you know. I think the word ritual, you can change that. But, um, yeah, just having some time set aside each day for self-care to take care and um, start your day with an intention and finish your day is really, really important. My parents actually have a little plaque in their house and because obviously, as you know, farming families, extremely hardworking uh, and tend to work weekends, holidays, whenever. Mm -hmm. And there's this little plaque and on the plaque it says, um, uh, don't get caught up in making a living that you forget to make a life. Love it. And I really, yeah. Um, And I really love that because it really encourages people to, or my parents, every time they walk out of that door, you know, to actually start living consciously and just even like taking in the little things rather than rushing through your day Um, even if you're in town, like at a grocery store, saying hello to the person next to you, um, you know, really just slowing down and simplifying your life, Mm -hmm. I think is just so, so important. And that's something you can do with like a daily ritual. Yes. So what does your daily ritual include? Yeah. So I tend to wake up. I love getting up early. Mm -hmm. Um, so I tend to get up at about five or five 30 and get outside and take my labradors for a walk mm-hmm. um and love watching the sunrise and then I'll probably depending on the weather like I'll um, meditate up outside on the hill just do a bit of breath work and even if it's foggy like I tend I'll try and do that like I'll just rug up I just love getting up there's just something about the stillness in the morning and then generally my non-negotiable like I can't live without a smoothie in the morning So I'll have a protein smoothie with some greens and some fruit in there, banana, almond milk. 
Um, and they're generally my two non-negotiables every single morning. And then I also finish my day with uh, gratitude journaling. So I have a journal on my bedside table and um, just think of a few amazing things that happened that day. And yeah, that's definitely two or three things that I have to do every single day. I love the, the term you used, non-negotiables, because I always think that I think self-care is it's such a topic for another day, but self-care is this big elaborate thing that it's meant to be luxurious or whatever. But I think self-care is just about things that make you feel good and things that you can do mm-hmm. every day that are your non-negotiables that make you feel really good. So whether that is having your smoothie every morning, going for your walk, meditating, whatever, it's going to be different for everyone. And it could be sitting down to read a couple of pages of a book of a morning. It could be, you know, so many different things for every person um but I love the term non-negotiables because we can all have non-negotiables in our life just to Mm -hmm. make sure that we've got to do them before everything else or that's our non-negotiable for the day make sure it happens because you're going to feel so much better for it and be more productive in the long run as well absolutely yeah so thank you so much for uh joining us today you have given us so much to think about and I absolutely have loved talking to you um where can people find you and where can people um maybe reach out if they want to work with you or get to know you more yeah so I have a website www.brookbewell.com.au um there's a heap of information on my website about my programs and one-on-one work and there's also a link there you can schedule a free um connection call so if you want to have a chat over the phone um, about anything that's going on welcome to do that and then I also have my Instagram page which is at brookbewell and I share a lot of different things on there um love cooking gardening all of that stuff when you get to sort of see a little bit of life on the farm as well so yeah thank you so much Hayley it's been so so good chatting with you too and yeah I've had a lot of fun and it's just so nice connecting with um someone else regionally so thank you yeah absolutely no I I absolutely agree thank you and I'm sure we will talk soon absolutely (laughs) thanks Hayley